Got a green? Yeah, I got a green light. Amen. Been a, a pastor for a while. Don't know what a red light looks like. Say amen right there. All right. But uh, uh, just want to take just a moment, and the opportunity is wonderful uh, to be here. Uh, I want to thank the ABCs, first of all, the Ashleys, uh, uh, the, uh, the Bryants, and the Crowders. Now, that's the ABCs right there. And, you know, that, that's my crowd. That is uh, a lot of times when you, when you uh, have these type of events, you know, uh, just being my, myself, personally, I was, I was like, you know, Lord, I, I didn't really sign up for this. This is not what we signed up for. Uh, but then as the, as the Holy Spirit begins to mold you and make you into what He wants you to be through Christ, then you realize that we're never more like Christ than when we suffer and when we die. Now, oh, where's all the, the encouragement at that you're supposed to give us? Well, that's the encouragement. Is that there's many callings in life, and I, I'll just... Uh, I want to I say this. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 3 first. <clears throat> Psalm 3. And let me just say that uh, I was sharing with uh, Brother Ryan, I shared with Brother John, I, I shared with uh, you know, Brother Joe the different things that, that God has given me thus far uh, through the meeting. And that's what you want. You want to put your finger on the pulse of what God is doing in people's lives. And I'll tell you, uh, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, I was born at a very young age. Actually, 56 years ago today. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, where's my twin at? There she is over there. She's my twin over there. And uh, just, uh, uh, I was born, wasn't born in a Christian home. My grandfather was an independent, fundamental, premillennial Baptist preacher that I mean, he was a hacker. I mean, he was an old-fashioned hacking preacher. I wish I was a tenth of what he was, but uh, I'm just so thankful that, uh, you know, I have a heritage of hope. I have a heritage of blood-bought believing. Now, let me just say, first of all, that this conference is wonderful, uh, but if you are not a believer, it's not going to benefit you. If you're not a believer, it's not going to help you. It's not going to uh, uh, change anything about you if you're not a believer in Christ. If you don't believe what God has done and how God has given us His salvation. Psalm 3, let me read this to you. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul. Notice the verbiage here. God's Word is so powerful. Say unto my, of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. That word sometimes is not even given. It's silent. It's, let's meditate on this just a little bit. I talk to people all the time about God's Word. And if you try to go out, if you go out on soul winning or if you... Talk to people at work or at school or on your job. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times, uh, I don't cut any corners with people. I, I want to give them the Bible. And they say, oh, you're giving me the Bible. Well, I don't believe the Bible. And I say, oh, I'm so sorry. Because it's only going to benefit you if you believe it. It's only going to help you if you believe it. 
Oh, well, you're talking about heaven now. Well, I don't believe in heaven. Well, you can't go. Well, how do you know that heaven is real? How do you know that hell is real? Because being born again is real. Amen. Amen. Being born again is real. I know that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, God saved me when I was 29 years old. I'd made a profession of faith when I was 12. I'd went to an altar and I'd cried and my grandfather was preaching. But if you'd asked me when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I was lost as a goose in a snowstorm. I was lost as a ball in high weeds. If you would have asked me if I was saved, I would have told you yes. But I was not. But January 23rd, 1997, 26 years ago, God miraculously saved my soul. He miraculously changed everything about me. And it's all about perspective, Brother Joe. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. The parallels in God's Word is so amazing. And He breathed into you a living soul. He gave you life. What are we doing with it? How are we spending our time? Or how are we wasting our time? And I look at this and it keeps going and it says, uh, But Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head, mine head. Now I promise you the enemy wants you to look down, wants the devil in the flesh in the world, wants to defeat you, but Brother Ryan is... These guys have been dipping in my outline book already. They've been all over it. But that's okay because it's all good. Not here to discourage you, here to encourage. Not here to tear you down, but lift you up. That's what it's all about. And I certainly know what I'm talking about. And so he goes on to say, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and He heard me out of His holy hill. There's that word again. Selah. Let's meditate on this. God is so good. He, he gave you a living soul. What are we doing with it? That's the only thing you have of value. And if you do not believe, if you're not a believer, this conference is not going to help you. I want you to know that you're a believer. I want you to know that you're born again. That you're saved. That God does that for you. I quit telling people I got saved. And I started telling them that God saved me. God saved me. And I think about Psalm 51, the repentance psalm, and we hear all about these things. And I saw that there and it says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. David, many of people quote, say, restore unto me. I don't have any joy. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and, and all these things. And David says, uh, Restore unto me the joy of thy, my salvation. It's not my salvation. It's thy salvation. And you gave it to us. You have to believe that by faith. You have to come to Christ by faith as a little child. And I, I've got so much from these men, listening to them talk, and even the singing. And I've just gotten so many messages. And if God can take this mess and make a message out of it, it's a wonderful thing. Because God can take my pieces and give me peace. It's all about your perspective. It's all about who you're looking to. The fiery furnace was already mentioned. And I, so many times I said, you know, God, when am I getting out of this furnace? When am I getting out of the fire? Instead, I should be saying, what am I getting out of the fire? What am I learning from this? God, You want to teach me. You want to show me. You want to lead me and guide me now that I'm a believer. Yes, that's when uh, business really picks up. 
is when you become a believer. It changes your perspective. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Well, I think about the Ashleys and the, and the, the Crowders and the Bryants of, the, of my life, and I'm so thankful. These are my people. I get to hang out with them. And what a blessing that is. Because they make me strong. We're stronger together. But Christ is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I, I want to introduce, I'm going to introduce you to my wife here in just a minute. I brought both my honeys with me. She, this is honey and I got my honey with me too. Let me just show you first of all what God gave me November 6th. 2004, I got to marry this beautiful woman. November 6, 2004, she's from Kingsport, Tennessee. I was thinking about her on the ride up here, going to Withful. That's the way we'd go to Kingsport. We were married for 15 years. Two beautiful children. Both of them are my support. Both of them are so amazing. I miss them every day. When I'm not with them, I drove back. I wanted to, so I could spend time with them. And let me just say this, um, right quick, if I can. Um, if you have your spouse here, I want you to hold that hand. Now, if your spouse is not in here, you need to go get them. Get with your spouse. I'll wait. So y'all have already heard this. You've got to listen now. You know, this is time for us to listen. There you go, preacher. There you go. Both of you. Yep. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. That's right. Look at people running. Praise God. Isn't it wonderful? I want to help you. I don't want to hurt you. And let me just say, if you, if you don't have your spouse here with you, uh, if you don't have, if you're grieving uh, the loss of a spouse or a child or whoever it might be, grief is common. Our situations are different. If you have your spouse here with you, out of the nine billion people on the planet, you are some of the most fortunate people on the face of the earth. She's still with me, by the way. Half of me's in heaven. I thought about uh, the Crowders and talk about the miscarriage, and I, I loved hearing Brother Ryan say we had a miscarriage. Two shall become one. Multiply. And I thought about this, how lost the world is and how so clueless they are to the things. And they, Well, it's not really a, a person. No, you're right, it's a life. The first thing to form is the heart. The heartbeat is the life. Signifies life. I told him, I hope I'm there. I hope I'm there when the Ashleys and when the Crowders or when some of you that have had miscarriages, I, I hope that I'm there when you hear those words. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. When you see little Peanut. I hope so. That's a real thing. That's a life. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
whether in the womb or outside the womb. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now for believers, you know, you talk about children, we talk about all kinds of different things. You know, for believers, we say, well, you know, uh, if, a, if a child dies before the age of accountability or before they're able to accept the Lord, I, I do, I believe that. I believe they go straight to heaven. I do. You'll have to prove me wrong. But God gives life and God allows death. We are not in control of this. God is sovereign. He is everywhere all the time. All-knowing, all-powerful. That's my God. Amen. That's who I serve. So it's all about your perspective today. It really is. Whether you're going to be able to get through this or whether you're not going to be able to get through this, it's all about your perspective. I've got to finish reading here. And I already told Brother Joe, there's no way I'm going to get through all this. There's no way. Uh, you know, thank God for lunch and all that kind of stuff. But man, I've just been uh, hungering and thirsting for this so that I can share what God's gave me in a way that pleases Him. And what is, what is faith? We know Hebrews 11 is in there. We know uh, all the different definitions. But, I mean, I just have to say, uh, faith is believing God's Word to be true no matter the circumstances or the consequences. Believing God's Word to be true. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. It's everything about Christ. It all revolves around Christ. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's no way that you're going to be able to get through any of this without knowing who He is and wanting to get closer to Him. I promise you, that is the key. It's all about Him. I will not be afraid. Wait a minute, i got to go back. Verse 5. I laid me down and slept. I waked for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, Lord, save me, O my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thy blessing is upon Thy people. Selah. Now look in Psalm 25. I love this stuff. This is my hope. By the way, I didn't lose my spouse. I know where she is. You didn't lose a child. You know where they are. I mean, a lot of times we, whether it's, uh, uh, I don't know how your spouse may not be with you. It could be a divorce and you're not remarried. I don't know. We're getting into all these different things and people say, well, uh, uh, divorce is a grieving process as well. The marriage died. I'm just giving you what God's given me to show how our perspective should be. Psalm 25. Under thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Hey, hey, I got to get my eyes off the trial and get my eyes on the triumph. i got to get my eyes off the miracle and get my perspective on the miracle worker. Yes, that's exactly right. Oh, I miss her every day. Oh, every time I look at my kids, every time I walk through the house, I mean, I just see her everywhere. My perspective is different. I hear her voice. Three years ago, 
April 11, 2020, in the midst of COVID, triple negative breast cancer, invasive ductal carcinoma. She had the worst breast cancer that any, any lady could have, anybody could have. But she smiled through it all. I got to get to my story here, but I, I got to read some more scripture. I love it. Lead me in thy truth. Let, let me go back and hit verse 4, Psalm 25. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. You know, what are you learning? Where are you leaning? And I, I get so uh, aggravated with people sometimes and they say, how, Preacher, how does your church lean? Does it lean toward the right? Does it lean toward the left? I said, No, we stand straight up. We're straight. We don't lean at all. We stand on the Word of God, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Oh, excuse me, up north it's Holy Spirit. Thank you. Yeah. I love y'all. The best thing to come out of the north is the highway going south. Somebody say amen right there. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? I love them. I love them. God is so good to us. If we don't laugh, we're going to cry. Brother Ryan, Brother Joe, they, they talk about uh, this grief. And if you're going through uh, grief, I want to get to, I want to, get to this. It, it's so important. Do you realize how fortunate you are? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Man, Brother Ryan was in there talking about that. I'd never seen that in Luke chapter 1. The shadow of death is in that. I've never seen that before. Psalm 23 is where we always go for the shadow of death. But a shadow can't hurt you. Melissa used to quote the verse that death gives way to life. We didn't call it death. She said, when it happens. <laughs> Man, I'm getting so far ahead of myself. But I've I got to read some more Scripture. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Be careful when you pray that. You've got to have the right perspective. Show me thy ways. His ways are not your ways. We're on the little end of something big. Something bigger than us. God, I got a problem. Most of the time it's me. There's one God and it's not you. <laughs> That's the little G that the world wants you to put your faith in. The little G, the you God. But God made you. He's the master. I got to get closer to Him. I need him to breathe on me today. I mean, I, you ought to see, I got, look, look at all these messages I got right here. I'm not even getting into those. I want to give you what God's given me. That's only going to benefit us. He, he goes on to say, Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, kindnesses, for they have been ever of old, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. That is God's salvation. That's how we get closer to the Lord. That's how we are born again. We go to Christ. Call unto thee. I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I thought I knew it. God had spoiled me so much. I mean, from 
January 23rd, 1997, God had spoiled me good. I mean, everything. It, it was just, if I believed in the Midas touch, that's what I believed I had. It was like everything that I had ever asked for, God just opened up, gave it to me. Saved me. Called me to preach a year and a half later after I ran from Him. Ran from Him. Didn't want that. No, I just want to shout and sing and praise God. But then God called me to preach and sent me out to Wyoming with a man in an airplane. I think it was an airplane. It was a Cessna 182 1964 model. It was really a frame with pantyhose on it. And I was just riding in the middle of it. We couldn't go. We was going near Mount Rushmore. And I tell you, Brother Roger Williams, one of the greatest Christian men I'd ever met in my life. I didn't have a pastor that took me up under his wing. He gave me an evangelist to get up under his wing. He said, look down there at Mount Rushmore because you can't fly over so no fly zone. And I looked. He turned that plane. I was confessing stuff that I forgot about. I was confessing things. I said, have you got anything that I confess? But I thank God for that man. He went to heaven in 2010 on mine and Melissa's anniversary. Numbers mean so much. Wow, well, preacher, you've got to get your eyes off numbers. Can't look at the numbers. Well, they must be important because God wrote a book about them. I don't have my eyes on the numbers because I mean those, you know, numbers and people and things and and circumstances they will steal your joy faster than anything. Get your eyes off that, but you got to have the right perspective, sir. We would see Jesus. Thank you, brother Joe. I see that up here. Do you see Him? And if it's my prayer, it's Lord, let us see Your Spirit today shining in the worst place we're at. Let us us see Your Spirit shining in the worst situation. Because God took my worst day and actually made it one of my best days. That's hard. If you're looking at it a different way though. You've got to have God's perspective. You've got to have the faith perspective. And I, I heard uh, Brother Ashley talking about how everybody was trying to tell him, tell them what was wrong with Johnny, Brother Johnny. All I could see was what was right with him. He had the Lord in his heart. He, he was a, a child of God. I hope I'm there when they say, Hey, Dad, hey, Mom. I hope I'm there. Because I've got somebody I want to see too. I want to see Jesus, but I've got some other people I want to see as well. That's my hope. That's my joy. We don't grieve as, uh, have sorrow as others who have no hope. We have Christ. Christ is not dead. He's alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. I'm trying to get to my story, y'all. I really am. Trying to tell you a little bit more about me, but I'd rather just tell you about Him. How good He is. God is so good. What's your perspective? I hope you see Him that the Lord is good. And so it says, uh, uh, Remember not the sins of my youth. Look at verse 8. God is upright. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore He will teach sinners in the way. Wow. Wow. Are you willing to learn? 
Now, I know we all went to high school and we all went to college and Bible college and all these different things that we learn, right? We love learning. I didn't. I was there to socialize more than anything. Best personality, all that. Oh, that's, it's so overrated. It really, in high school anyway. It's so overrated. Um, but I, I'm thankful that I went through what I went through. Because it's brought me where I am. It gave me the experiences. And what is salvation? Well, God's salvation is a spiritual experience. It is. It really is. January 23rd, 1997, I had a, an amazing spiritual experience with my God and my Savior that my grandfather preached about and all these different things that we had heard about, I actually experienced that. And it's about a choice. You choose whether or not you're going to accept Christ. You choose whether or not you're going to get through this with Christ holding your hand. You choose whether or not you're going to heaven. It's a choice. So I'm... I'm so thankful that God gave me that uh, enough of that knowledge about Christ to choose Christ. To know that it wasn't, if I needed a financial advisor, if I needed uh, you know, somebody else, no, I was lost, I needed a Savior. That's why He sent Christ. To seek and to save them that are lost. Seek is His perspective. He saw you for what you were. Lost, sinner. And He loved you. He loves you in. These kind of conferences are only going to benefit you if you believe. If you're a believer. So, you got a chance to get that right. We've got an opportunity to get that right. You've had opportunities. And you can do it right where you are. I, honestly, all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you took my place on the cross of Calvary. I'm calling. I'm confessing. I believe. Forgive me. And God will do that. God will save you right where you're at. We don't have a, uh, the guarantee of getting to our car. The end times doctrine, eschatology is real. We're living in the last days right now. The next thing that happens is the rapture. Don't think I'm going to cry about it. I'm looking for it. I'm listening for it. I'm leaning toward it. I'm living on earth, but I'm longing to go to heaven but I can't go. I'm like Paul, torn betwixt two. I'm not stuck here. I get to be here. Half of me's in heaven. Yeah, it is. She is. He's there. That's where she is. I get to go be with her. Think about David grieving the loss of his child. I can't imagine that. My sister went to heaven when she was 16. I was 12, came to an altar, knew what it was like to, to cry and say, God, I don't understand. Then it wasn't 17 some odd years, almost 20 years later that I, I said, you know, God, I, I don't understand why you gave me this beautiful woman. You gave us two beautiful kids and now you've spoiled me all this way. You gave me a church. You, you gave us a church to pastor. You... You gave us a wonderful marriage and she came from a Christian home. I did not. I didn't deserve her. And I said, you know, Lord, you answered all my prayers. But the one I prayed and I was holding her hand 
the hand I hope you're holding your spouse's hand still. I didn't tell you to let it go, by the way. This is Simon Says, okay? Put your arm around, do whatever, but don't ever let go. Because that is, is gut-wrenchingly hard without God. But with Christ, I can do all things. That's what he said. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It has to be God. I'll get to April 11th here in just a minute. The meek he will, will he guide in judgment and the meek he will teach his way. Oh yeah, humility has to be there. You've got to get pride out of the way. All the paths, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Now I'll jump over to Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light. That shadow of death, Brother Ryan talked about the shadow of death in Psalm 23. Shadow's not going to hurt you. The light on the other side of death is the Lord. Yea, though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Well, that's personal. He's my personal Savior. He's my personal shepherd. You can't get through anything without Him. You can't. You can't go to heaven without Him. But that's your choice. We choose how we live and sometimes how we die. My wife went to heaven with so much grace. I remember her saying, I was looking forward to growing old with you. She said, I don't want to leave the kids. And I said, well, as long as I'm alive, you'll never leave them. You're always going to be with them. I made some promises to her. I'm going to keep them. People sometimes, they come up and they try to be encouraging to you and if they've never been through what you're going through then they really can't offer advice to that it's like if uh you know uh somebody bankrupt giving financial advice sometimes it's good not to say anything sometimes people just need you to be close to them to grieve with them laugh with them that's what I try to be sometimes. Just, just be there for people. We're living in the most accessible age we've ever been in. I mean, I have people that, you know, <laughs> I love our church. God's given me a church. I mean, we've been pastoring 25 years full time. I thank God for that. That has to be God. That has to be God. But if they text me and five seconds later you don't text them back, what's wrong? Where are you at? What you doing? I just turned my phone on silent. It don't even. It was in there vibrating in the in the Sunday school room, and you know, I, I was sitting beside Brother Joe, and I was all that vibrating. I wanted him to make sure he knew it was my phone. I love you, brother. And it was my phone, by the way. I just turned it off. I turned it, you know, the sound off. But you know, we need to get closer to God. Not, not your, Listen, your pastor can't do it for you. The deacons can't do it for you. 
I mean, they may want what's best for you, but nobody can do for you what Christ can do. And He is going to get you through it. Ministry is difficult. It's hard, and I get all that. But listen, Matthew 11 is still in the book. Christ said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. He's also said, learn of me. There's that word learn again. How are you going to be able to teach somebody if you don't learn anything? How are you going to be able to help somebody? I want to help people help others. And I'll just tell you how I got through this. It has to be God. Three years ago, I held her hand. God answered prayers and prayer after prayer to get her family there, to get people to come by and say, say their goodbyes to her. Things like that. I mean, I flew her to Atlanta. I wasn't listening to the oncologist anymore. I, doctors don't know, y'all. They don't, they don't know. Not trying to discourage anybody, but they're not in charge. We're living in a day where you have to go to the doctor and tell them what's wrong with you. My dad's pray for him. He's got an issue of blood right now, and they can't figure it out. They don't know how to treat him. And I, you know, we just have to give it to God. My mom passed in December. She went in her sleep. She went to heaven in her sleep, beside the man that she lived for for 60 years. Married 60 years. Four times as long as me and Melissa were married. My dad, he, he said, Son, I'm sorry. I said, why? He said, I didn't know what you were going through. How could you? I mean, I lost my mom. I lost my spouse. I lost a sister. I didn't sign up for this, God, right? I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. I just want to sing and shout and, and, and preach. And if that's what you want, that's what I want to do. But how much are we teaching people by the way we live? By the fruit, they'll know you. I was looking at Brother Joe's uh, banner in there and it had the, the nine fruit of the Spirit. The first three are, are uh, inward. Love, joy, and peace. The next three are outward. Gentleness and meekness and long-suffering, I believe. Is that not right? Bible scholars will have to help me out with that. Then the last ones were faith and those are upward. Inward, outward, Upward. Nine fruit of the Spirit. You get them all when God saves you. We have many gifts, but you get all the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, no, pretty. Oh, yeah, you do. Now, whether you display those or not, how you live those out, in or up, that's up to you. But there's truths in God's Word that are so powerful. Like I said, it's, it's only going to benefit you if you believe it. It's only going to benefit you if you know the Lord. It's only going to benefit you if you ask Him to fill you with His Spirit. Repent every single day. Repentance is not a one-time thing. Salvation is immediate, but repentance is a daily walk. I know what I'm talking about. I know who is getting me through this. I can't even walk without Him holding my hand. 
when I asked for her hand, I asked for her dad in Kingsport, Tennessee, and uh, you know, <clears throat> I love the Thackers. They are they are some godly people going through a lot right now, grieving, and, and we're all still grieving. It's, um, but I love them so much. They're probably watching live stream. I, I wave at those watching live stream. And, um, I thank God for for this beautiful beautiful gift that God gave us. I can't, and everybody says, oh, she is so beautiful. You ought to see her now. And I mean, hey, one day I'm going to be flawless. I know a lot of you say, you're close now. No, no. Kids are like, whoa, boy, dad. You know, I get it. One day, I mean, you know, we're going to be flawless. Without spot, without blemish. Perfect. Created in His image. Oh my, can't wait. But I have to. I get to. I get to wait. I get to do my best to try to help somebody else to be better, not bitter. We have to get through it together. I've got to keep reading. I love this. This psalm is amazing. And I go down here and it said, verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou said, Seek my face, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Do you see the perspective? I can relate to losing a, a, a sibling. I can relate to losing a spouse. I can relate to losing a parent. But I can't relate to losing a child. But grief is common. Grief is grief. Grief is the same no matter who you are, but our circumstances surrounding that grief, our situation surrounding that grief is different. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But he notice it doesn't talk about perspective there. You've got to see Him. If something's going on in your life, if, if you think that you know, you're being treated unfair, you've got to see Him about it. I can't wait to meet Johnny. I can't wait. He'll be perfect. He's perfect now. He was perfect then. Can I get some amens on that now? He's exactly the way God wanted him to be born. Matthew is born with a hole in his heart. My son, he's 16 now. He's taller than me. That's why I tease my hair up so I can be a little bit taller than he is. Wow, somebody really laughing. No, I'm just kidding. I got a lot of wild hair. Sometimes my barber cuts both of them. All right. So, my daughter's 18. Man, she is so much like her mom. I mean, really, she's so much like her mom. I love those kids. It's hard for them, though. I mean, you know, they have to have the right perspective, too. I wasn't the only one that went through that. If you have your spouse or your family, you're not the only one that goes through grief. Uh, sometimes we feel isolated, but that's what the enemy wants. 
The enemy wants you to feel isolated. I was thinking, you know, Lord, why do we have to go through the deepest, darkest valley? Why do, even in salvation, why do we have to go through those deep and those dark and those long valleys? Why? And you know what he says? That's when you're the most teachable. Because when we're on the mountain, we don't need God necessarily so much. All the bills are paid, the health is good, the home's good, the marriage is good. We're on the mountain, shouting it out, praise the Lord. But it's in the valley that we're the most teachable. But guess what? He's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. There is a bomb in Gilead. He's everything. But you've got to have that perspective. Sovereignty is amazing. I, I'm so thankful. Been, uh, God's allowed me to go through five Wednesdays uh, preaching on the enemy. The truth about a liar. Never been more fitting than right now. Bible even says that they'll believe a lie in the last days. Amen. I want you to know the truth about a liar. And I'm not going to preach on Satan because I'm going to tell you. Boy, that, that, the, the persecution will really come. I had scheduled a prayer meeting, you know, 45 minutes before. I was going to pray for America and Israel. And uh, I got stuck in traffic. Man, I felt the pressure. People were there at the church going, where's the preacher? Where's the pastor? I was shooting pictures to people saying, I'm stuck in traffic. Y'all go ahead and pray. <laughs> I'm going to pray while I'm in this car. I was speaking in tongues, interpreting at the same time, doing all that. A lot of pressure. A lot of persecution. But we don't really know what persecution is like. We really don't. Not in America. Oh, preacher, what about COVID? What about not being able to go to church and all that? Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's more of an inconvenience. That's not persecution. You can still watch it online. We went online in 2016. God gave us a... Went from 4,000 square feet to 25,000 square feet. Debt free. That's God. Amen. I'm still shouting it out about that. It's all about your perspective. Three years ago, you know, Melissa went to heaven. I, I'm telling you, outside of me coming to Christ, that was one of the holiest things I'd ever experienced in my life. Those big blue eyes. She was looking right through me. Her perspective was different. She hadn't opened her eyes in a day and a half. She was on oxygen. I had some people, uh, a good friend of mine, that barber that I talked to you about, his name's Ronnie McCullough, and they had lost a little boy, five years old, Wesley brain tumor. He told me, he said, you're going to have to let her go, preacher. My perspective wasn't right. I said, you're out of your mind. She's beautiful. I married up. That's why when she asked me to marry her, I said, yeah, I jumped all over that. Melissa used to say, you got to quit telling people that I asked you to marry you. She said, they're going to start believing you. I said, baby, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. But anyway, he said, you're going to have to let her go. 
And uh, I told him he was crazy. I really did. I said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to let her go. And I believe that God could have touched her that very moment, that very day, 115, 411, 2020. I believe God could have touched her that very moment if it had been His will. But her testimony was whether He saves me and whether He touches me down here or whether He divinely heals me and takes me home. I will not bow to Satan. I will not bend. I will not break. And she kept her word. She stayed right there. She had that faith. My wife showed me so many spiritual things. Six years of Bible college couldn't touch what she showed me. Ten days in Israel, Jerusalem could not show me what she showed me. I got a message out of her life called the motherly side of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit. Now I know a lot of the guys, bless God, it's masculine. He, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but He shows us the motherly side, the compassion. He so aptly named the Comforter. Dad was a disciplinarian. Mom was the comforter. Amen. I know I'm jumping around a lot, but I'm just giving you what God's given me. I want to help you. Get closer to God today. Be closer to God today, no matter what you're going through. And if you're not saved, let God save you. Be closer to God today. Ask Him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. That He is the only way, the truth and the life. He is the only way that any of us will ever get through this. Of this thing called life. He is life. He is the resurrection. <laughs> okay, I'm still in Psalm 27. Hide not thy face far from me, verse 9. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me. O God of my salvation. That is so real. That is so true. That is so obvious. I saw that book table out there. Let me say, there's a lot of good books out here. There's a lot of great books out there. There's a lot of great sources and support and, and help. And, but this one, hey listen, this, this one's good too. But you can read all those you want. You can actually read all this you want. But if you don't have Christ, they, they can get rid of the Word, but the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And as a matter of fact, He is the Word. He is the truth. He's alive now. Seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. And if, you're, if you say you're a Christian and you don't believe that, you're still in your sin. He took my sins. Past, present, and future. Oh, you're not one of those once saved, always saved. No, I say, if you're saved, you're always saved. If you're saved, you're saved forever. Not once saved, always saved. If you're saved, you're saved forever. What part of everlasting life don't you get? What part of eternal life don't we get? He's an internal, eternal God. Internal, eternal. Amen. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to give you all this. and So you'll have to come to Greensboro. Brother Joe is getting a bus together. Brother Ryan's going to pay for it. It's called a super uber mover. That's what you're going to go in. 
Everybody's coming. I'm glad he reminded me that I was going to be there a couple of weeks. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? But we got part two after lunch. And so, how, how long, Brother Joe? How long? No, 12 o'clock? Huh? Okay, all right. So, <clears throat> let me get back to, to grieving some of this stuff. The grieving of the loss of a spouse. You know, like I said, I'm, I wrote a few things down. And when you or somebody you know loses somebody, for those that are saved and born again, it's not really losing, it's just temporarily being away from. But my best friend went to heaven. The best friend on earth went to heaven. It takes you a little bit to breathe. It takes you a little time. We uh, flew her to Atlanta she was diagnosed in, in February of 2019. And she went to heaven in April of 20. Very fast, invasive ductal carcinoma. Very, had, the, like I said, the worst kind. They, uh, she had the, the chemotherapy. She had the bilateral mastectomy. She chose to do that. Um, you know, it, it, cancer just, it would just destroyed her body. The radiation, the chemo, the bilateral mastectomy, all these things that all these things that she the metastatic breast cancer, I mean, it was just horrible. But she's got a new body. Uh, I'll never forget flying her to Atlanta and people couldn't tell she was sick. They had no idea. I, I can show you pictures and be- most beautiful bald headed woman I've ever seen in my life. I've got pictures. I mean, really, she was beautiful. Inside and out. Beautiful. So I, I, I didn't understand. You know, I just didn't understand. So it has to be God. It had to be God to get me through this. It's God that's carrying me right now. But I remember we got to Atlanta and they, uh, they said that, uh, you know, she, she had, they thought she might have had COVID and she had pneumonia. And, so, and I know I'm jumping around a lot, but you'll just have to pray for me while I'm telling you this story. And... Um, they separated us for a little while, but thank God for, what is it, FaceTime? Stuff like that, you know? I was in a hotel, and she was in the hospital, and they wouldn't let us be together. And three days later, I said, look, I'm taking her home. Oh, you can't rent a car? You can't do any of that? I said, watch. Watch me rent a car. Because I can't fly. She's on oxygen. Watch me rent. You can steam it when we get back, do whatever. But I'm going to rent a car, and I'm going to take her back home. And... She said, you really do love me, don't you? I said, all this time? You know, I I think women, hey, listen, fellas, if I can help you in any way, men want to be admired. We want to be the Ronald Reagans or the the John Waynes or the Dale Earnhardts of, you know, we want to be admired. You know what women want? They just want to be appreciated. Fellas, if you have a woman in your life, you should appreciate her so much. Matter of fact, the Bible said, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It's not a piece of property. It's your best friend. Preachers and pastors, I know what I'm talking about. Deacons, yeah, that, that's your best friend. Um, 
But I, I was I was so thankful for her because, you know, evidently with her self-esteem or something, I mean, somebody had lied to her, told her she wasn't pretty. I mean, really? And she said, you really do love me, don't you? And Let me just say this, is that um, the last two years... Uh, Intimacy is more than just what the world thinks it is. That's something that God gave marriage. And so, you know, that's what it's for is to multiply and all these other different things. But, you know, we just held each other. And that's why she said, you really do love me, don't you? And uh, I think we're all adults here. And it was just the Holy Spirit. And I said, honey, I said, uh, I don't love you because we're intimate. We're intimate because we love each other. Perspective's different. I loved her soul. Not her body. Guys, we're physical. Women are emotional. Opposites. Y'all knew y'all know we're opposites, right? I forgot to tell you I'm trans. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Amen. I'm the right kind of trans. Some of you can breed now, ladies. You can put your teeth back. I saw love you. <laughs> oh me. I love it. She she that's why she said, You are silly. You are so crazy. But I'm real. I want, to, I want to be real with you. April 11th was the hardest day of my life. 2020. But God was there. He keeps His promises to us. He took her home. Cancer didn't take her. He took her. Death gave way to life. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. He came and got her. He's not going to send an angel for us. By the way, in the rapture, it's not going to be Michael that steps out on a cloud. It's not going to be Gabriel that steps out on a cloud. He's going to come for us. He will take us home. He was there. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the passing of His saints. That's why it's so important that you be a believer. Then He's going to set up His kingdom. See, the first time He comes, He's going to come in the clouds. The next time, He's going to touch the earth. Amen. But so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I don't know if you're post-trib, mid-trib, pre-trib. I don't know where you're at. I know the trib's coming. I know the rapture's going to take place too. I'm just the eschatology guy, the end times. I believe the rapture's the next thing to take place. That's my hope. I have a living hope. So, that loss may be experienced sometimes before a spouse passes. Think about it. A marriage partner, those kind of things. Intimacy, physical closeness. I get an email about every day asking me about that. How about you guys? 
I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there now. Loss of dreams. But it didn't mention losing your best friend. Man, those last three years we had, we were together every day. If you have your spouse here, God, you're so fortunate. We know children and you know those kind of things and talk about miscarries. Not really miscarry. He carries. Perspective. Our circumstances are different. Situations are different. Our lives are different. But during the time of grieving, one way to bring peace would be to get closure, to resolve maybe some unresolved issues. If your spouse doesn't feel loved, show them love. Give them love. Unconditional love. So amazing. Communication is everything. Ladies, can I get some amens on that? Communication is amazing. It's needed. Think about this. Think about the communication with your Father. Heavenly Father. Pray without ceasing. Brother Ryan was talking about praying. and Man, I, just, I didn't know anything about praying without ceasing until Melissa went to heaven. Pray without ceasing. I walk around in a state of prayer. Talking to God. Communicating with God. Asking God to help me. Asking for repentance. Asking God to just fill me with His Holy Spirit. Every single day. Mainly every second of every day. Talking, communicating with God. That's how we get through this. People in the church say, how are you doing it, preacher? I say, it has to be God. It is God. It has to be God. I want to go, let me read 2 Corinthians. Brother John, you've already been there. 2 Corinthians, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pray and we'll go get some lunch. We're Right now we're eating spiritual food. We're going to go get some physical food. Amen? Oh, I can keep going. I mean, you know, we don't have to. You're going to say amen. I agree, preacher. All right. So, trust me. My people know. They're watching online going, boy, can he keep going? We know how he can keep going. No white meat left at K&W or KFC when we get out most of the time. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. What a powerful chapter that is. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all of Achaia. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God but blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and Father, the Father of mercies, and the God of all... What's that word? All comfort. All comfort. Who comforteth us, that's believers, us, in all our tribulation. Why does He do that? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Why are you going through what you're going through? It's so you can help somebody else. Perspective. Well, I didn't sign up for it. Yeah, you did. When you accepted Christ, you signed up to suffer. I'm just going to be honest with you. Just be real with you. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. He goes on. He says, uh, By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. The deeper the love, the deeper the hurt. Yes, all that. I'm so thankful that God keeps His Word. I'm so thankful that God keeps His promise. I am standing here as a trophy of the grace of God. Because if I didn't have Christ April 11, 2020, there's no telling what I would have done. There's no telling what Satan whispers to us. Satan whispers, but God speaks in a still small voice. I want to I'm going to share with you after we come back, if I'm if I'm able, unless we're in heaven, unless we get raptured out. I want to share with you the day. What a difference a day makes. The day she went to heaven. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. God, I'm so thankful for the opportunity that You've given us, Lord, somehow to, to help people. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would fill this place and fill our hearts. Lord, use us as vessels for which You put Your Spirit. God, I pray now that You bless the food, bless the, uh, the hands that prepared it. Let it be a nourishment to our bodies. God, bring us back again the next appointed time, help us to go ahead and prepare our hearts right now. Lord, I want you to help some. I ask that you help somebody as you help me. Lord, thank you for the, these families, the Ashleys and the Bryants and the Crowders. and Lord, every home that's represented here right now, God, every individual, Lord, I pray most of all that they know you. Breathe on us, God. Without You, we can do nothing. And Lord, I pray that You touch our time together. Bless those that are watching live stream. God, save the lost. Reclaim those that are straying. Encourage the discouraged. Lift up the downtrodden. God, even when we're surrounded and getting pounded and so confounded and just plain drowned, Lord, I'm glad that you're able to lift us up through Your Spirit. And I ask and I plead the blood of Christ over this situation. Lord, I ask that You would not only seal us, as Brother Ryan's already said, but sear this message on our hearts, God. Sear these messages, this time together on our heart, that we can be better witnesses for You. And we ask it all in the name above every name. In Jesus' name we pray, for He is worthy. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Look at there. All right, time. We'll go ahead and uh, food is blessed. So we're going to go ahead and let you guys go through this door to the fellowship hall. We've got